Breaking news, urgent, cold open style breaking news. Rancho, the bird is dead. Oh, wait, what? Excuse me? The bird is dead. Oh, the, the world's favorite bird, which was alive, just got killed by the world's richest douchebag. Did you hear what Elon Musk is doing to the bird in Twitter? He killed a bird? Oh my God, you could tell me this guy. I knew he was evil. I didn't know he was like fucking Dr. Evil cartoon evil. What the fuck? Yes, exactly. This is like throwing eggs at the Special Olympics level of evil. Elon Musk today, he was like, we're sunsetting the bird. We're getting rid of the bird from all branding. We're replacing this beautiful blue bird, which won a man the presidency. A man flew to the world's highest office on its gossamer wings. They're replacing it with the letter X. Twitter is changing its logo to just a white X on a black background. What's that supposed to mean? Why aren't they changing the... Are they changing the name, too? I genuinely... Now, should they... Yeah, if you're going to completely rebrand everything, you should probably just change the name too. My guess is no. He's like, well, people know Twitter. I bought Twitter for its brand recognition. So you want to uh, fuck with all the branding of Twitter? Yes, but if there's one thing we're not going to do, it's change the brand. Like, this motherfucker's had it in his head for years to make an app called X... The everything app? Do you know anything about this? No, but it sure as shit sounds like a Nathan Masry project. Absolutely. What does my app do? Whatever it'll take for you to pay me. What does my app do? Uh, I don't know. How does it... What? Why will people download it? I still don't know, and I'm going to get fucking furious at you for asking. <laughs> uh, the, so look, according to a meme I saw, and as you know, that is journalism now, Elon Musk, back when he was like a part owner in PayPal, he wanted to change the name of PayPal to X.com. And everyone was like, don't do that. At best, it sounds like a porno site, but a softcore porno site, a single X. You know, because it's like you're looking for three X's, right, Rancho? Yeah, exactly. Like X.com. It sounds like a lame porno site. And the reason why it's lame, it's because like, it's a Playboy clone, but it doesn't have the clout. It's just like women, kind of like something boomers would jerk off to, like panting over like a scantily clad waitress or something. Yeah. It's like, hey, look, it's a celebrity, but she's naked and scanning items at a 7-Eleven, <laughs> like something like that. And she's a celebrity with a small C. Like, I remember when Playboy had, uh, they were like, oh my God, we have one of the cast members of Mad Men. We have one of the cast members of Mad Men. And it's like, they had Krista Flanagan. She had like seven lines in Mad Men. And then they only did Topless, which is like, all right, way to disappoint absolutely everybody. Yeah, exactly. I actually own the only relevant, the only important issue of Playboy ever made. I have it right here. Let me go get it. Sure, no, of course. Okay, before you hold it up, let me guess. Is it the Marge Simpson issue of Playboy? No, but that is another fantastic one. I'm glad you remember that. Because was it? she didn't even show Nip, did she? No, but I think that kind of makes it hotter. Because remember, I'm a boomer. That's true. I guess you would get off to like the 7-Eleven girl, but only wearing an apron when cleaning up your thrown up Slurpee. 
Yeah, and she's not wearing a t-shirt under that apron. And now, does the apron cover absolutely everything? Yes, it does. But no, no t-shirt, huh? Mm. But imagine what's under that apron. Yeah. Huh? Yeah. Does that get your get your fires going? Yeah, that's me. That's boomers. Is it the issue of Playboy that has like women of gaming where there's like a girl with like two Super Nintendo controls over her nipples? Oh my God, that is a brute. Why don't they do that? Why don't they just rebrand as real simps all the time? I mean, that is that's a really fucking good idea. Holy shit. That would be brilliant. They should have a Playboy Oops All Simps. Like, that would just have Nico Lull on the cover or something. Oh, my God. I found out how we can fix Playboy. I mean, I know you're not a huge fan of Belle Delphine, but I imagine if you put her on the cover, she's just going to order her simp army to buy the new Playboy, and then kind of everybody wins. Exactly. It's like you ever see a K-pop star try to promote anything, or a K-pop stand try to promote anything? They go fucking hard. They'll buy, like, 40 copies. <laughs> exactly. Of course they do. Because the more copies you buy, the more this girl's going to love you when you meet in real life like in one of the animes they watch when you inevitably meet her in real life and it turns out you know how you've been creepily stalking her your whole life well she loves you too oh my god <laughs> what are the odds oh my god what was the anime i watched about it was like the worst shit i think it was called like i met my idol at Budokan or something and it was about this fucking creepo who's like obsessed with this idol and like keeps writing her letters and letters and letters and then eventually they finally meet and she's like yeah i love you too it's like total masturbatory in your mom's makeup that like jerk off it's like hey wouldn't it be great if it happened to you and there's also no reasonable way for this to happen but here it is that sounds as objectifying and anti-feminist as it is profitable love it love to hear it okay final guess is it the issue of playboy that they released only in poland that had the girl from the witcher on the cover and then they digitally made her naked why, why didn't they release that in America? Why did they only do that in Poland? I think because the Witcher novels were very popular in Poland. I think that's kind of their Star Wars. That's great. They should regionalize all like nudie content like that. Like I want to go to Mexico and buy an issue of like Playgirl. Is there a Playgirl? Like there was. Big dongs. Big dongs with all three, four members of Big Time Rush in them. <laughs> Wait a is Big Time Rush incredibly popular in Mexico? Yeah, Mexico, for some fucking reason, just absolutely loves Big Time Rush. They did, fun fact, a reunion concert a while back, and the only other country they went to besides America was Mexico and Brazil or something, because I think they're also like stupidly popular in Chile for some reason. If we're gonna do it, we're gonna do it mas tiempos. More times, yes. I mean, big, but damn it, I don't, yeah, I'm, uh, More times, always. Listen, speaking of birds, we've all seen the memes where the, the little language bird, I don't know the name of the language bird. The little, like, Duolingo. The Duolingo bird, like, I don't know, is gonna stalk you or something. Like, I don't do Duolingo. If there's one thing I'm not trying to do with my phone, it's improve myself. I'm trying to illegally pirate comics and also look at the porn that's one and a half X's. Okay, back to the sex thing. Do you want to drink three X liquor or one X liquor? You want three X's on the jug. You want seven X's on the jug, Rancho. I feel like one X liquor is just don't drink this. 
Like, isn't that the international symbol for no, this is poison, actually? <laughs> yes, you're right. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. The, the first X is poison, but then two X's means they canceled it out, the first one. So two X's is like zero X's. But then three X's is like, this is super poisonous, but in a good way. Right, it's like poison, questionable, poison again. Yes, yeah, exactly. You only get one X it, while you're playing Family Feud, that's a good thing. Now, does that ruin my argument? Yes, because I'm trying to say that 1X is bad and not good. Am I going to keep this in the edit? Yeah, it'll be more work to cut it out, Rancho. Well, I'm glad that you're not cutting down your work for something as silly as our podcast. You're damn right I'm not. Okay, listen, all right, look. Elon Musk sucks, 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 whatever. Okay, I think we're, I think we're about done with that. The Duolingo bird. That bird has a widget on your phone, and it's making the craziest faces at you. Oh, yeah, listener. If you are, are you having problem extending your Duolingo streak? Are the little cutesy notifications just not cutting it for you? Well, you can now download the Duolingo widget for iPhone in which the bird sits there on your home screen and, like, glares at you. Until you do your goddamn Duolingo lesson. It, okay, it glares at you, which, like, I was expecting. I've seen that in the memes. But then the moment Rancho does her Duolingo lesson, the bird is looking at Rancho like she's the bird's hero. It's like an anime girl looking at Rancho. Like, the eyes are huge. There's hearts everywhere. Like, the way, like, it's doing the thing that, like, K-pop girls do where they make a heart with their fingers only. It's doing that with the wings. Yeah, it's so cute. And then if you, it changes throughout the day too. Like it'll get more panicked and anxious yes, yes. as the clock ticks on to reminding you to do your goddamn uh, Spanish lesson. So yeah, if listener, if the guilt trips in text form were just not enough to make you learn Czechoslovakian, then I recommend the Duolingo, which it adds another layer of emotional vulnerability. Yeah, it's, it's fantastic emotional blackmail. Like it's 1145. Rancho's got 15 minutes to keep her streak going. And the bird is putting its wings over its mouth like it's making the Kevin from Home Alone face. And they've added like these wavy distortions to the whole thing as if to say like, you are mind breaking this bird right now. Its reality is crumbling. Only you can restore it to sanity. Right, listener. It's like you ever see the scream. I think that's what yes. it's supposed to be. That painting where it goes... <laughs> like that? Yes. Like the bird is just very uh, distraught that you haven't done. There have been times when I've been just ready to toss in the towel for the day, opened my phone, saw that bird, and been like, Stairs, I got to get under the covers and talk to myself for five minutes. Be right back. That's very good. She really does know Spanish. But our listeners don't know. Look, we're about to smash to the credits. So, what Playboy do you have? It is, drumroll, please. But. The Azalea Banks issue of Playboy, published before before it was weird to publicly say, hey, I really like Azalea Banks. That's the woman who uh, said the said said that Elon Musk said the N-word or something, or Yeah, hang on, wait, let me look up my favorite Azalea Banks tweets. Man, I was talking to Zoomers about this the other day. Yeah. Azalea Banks and Trump both have the same problems where they would be like Gen Z's favorite fucking people if they could just hold it together with like the racism and shit you know i i think it's just about finding the right targets if trump was making fun of all the people we hated we'd be like this guy's pretty base yeah exactly 
I found the tweet. I found the tweet. This was in uh, 2018. So I think this is right when it started. I remember when she started going off the rails was I can pinpoint the exact moment. It's the year she lost the uh, freshman XXL cover because they used to not include more than like one or two female rappers. And they put Iggy Azalea on the cover over her. And that was the year that her uh, debut album, which fucking slapped came out and then she hasn't made music since i mean that's not true she has made like a christmas album or something but this is my all-time favorite azalea banks tweet from dis or october of 2018 iggy azalea is like my albino child i randomly gave birth to in a prehistoric african village <laughs> during pangea my early human brain thought she was demonic because of her albinism so i wrapped her in a malanga leaf and left her in a cave miles away from the village you know, I'm happy. That's fucking yeah. hysterical. See, this is fucking so funny. Her and Trump yeah. have like superhuman powers of insult. They yeah. just redirect it in the worst way possible. It's a real missed opportunity. I'm t I, listen. I'm telling you. You look. You aim a death ray at a at a, a preschool. Bad. You aim a death ray at an invading alien army. Good. It's all about finding the right. It's like I always say. There's no bad tactics. Just bad targets. But anyway, back to Azalea Banks. I'm so happy that the knowledge of her existence immediately leaves my brain the moment you stop talking. And by the way, <laughs> listeners, Rachel talks about Azalea Banks all the time. My <laughs> favorite person. Yeah, no, I'm obsessed with her. I watch her like constantly on Instagram live, say swears. She's still, she's still, all right, listen. Enough banks, enough Musk, enough Trump, but we not enough birds. Let's start the show. Bringing us into the loudest podcast in three, two, one. everybody to the loudest podcast, the loudest podcast on the internet. I'm your host, Asterios Coconuts. With us as always is Sarantia. Hello, everybody. And let me tell you, got bad news for you right off the bat. This is not my birthday episode. It's not my birthday episode. I do. I am saving it. I'm keeping it in the can. It will come coming soon. I'm feeling uninspired. You lately, don't want to force your birthday episode. I can't force my birthday episode. I'm feeling uninspired. I was thinking about doing a whole thing about Zeus Network and making you watch some uh, Blueface and Krayshawn Crazy in Love. But then I was like, nah, I, 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 I can adequately squeeze, ring all the jokes from this without subjecting Asterios to that. I mean, there's we've been discussing your potential birthday episode, which you might want to save for when we go to Joshua Tree in September, because I know how you like to get fucked up as hell on your birthday episode. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. The last time. Let me tell you, listener. Like, I have some just fantastic memories of getting really high on edibles in Joshua Tree and coming up with uh, ideas for the show. The last time I was in Joshua Tree, I ate a bunch of edibles and played through the entirety of that Your Turn to Die video game. And oh my God, it was an experience. It was like, I'll be chasing that high. Let me tell you, just clicking buttons on his jump scares when you're edible high are like, a it's like mind all. This is what people call ego death, I think. I don't know what's scarier about like 8-bit jump scares. It is scarier somehow than like a perfectly rendered like a fucking Unity 5 Slender Man. Like you showed me that girl pushing that robot onto those spikes. I didn't like it. <laughs> didn't didn't do it for you. Didn't do, no, I hit, 
most of what you do does not appeal to me. You appeal to me. It's 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 most of your life that I have issues with. Yeah, it's weird. Why do you even like me, oh, honestly? You're very funny. You're very cool. I like you a lot. All right, well, listen. Why don't you give the listeners an idea of some of your birthday episodes that uh, we've been discussing? I know we've been talking about, uh, what's his name? You potentially talking about Monster Face? Who's that guy? Monster Face. Yeah, Russell Greer is still fucking at it. Russell Greer being, of course, the asshole that sued Taylor Swift. I recently checked out his Facebook page to try to mine for content. You will not believe this motherfucker is he most recently, like I'm talking like a couple weeks ago, uploaded a new video about him uh, once again clearing the air about the Taylor Swift situation. Uh And by situation, I mean the what, five now lawsuits? He's uh, pestered the Utah Attorney General with at this point. It's like, buddy, you wrote an entire book. If you haven't got, I think your story's out there. Okay? <laughs> I, just think, I, I don't think the problem is that you didn't get to say your side. Okay? We all read your side in 182 pages. All right. I've read it multiple times. Like, you don't need to clarify yourself. I think clarifying yourself is actually one of the big problems you do have. Yes, I think between your. Multi, all your legal pleadings, the book, the song you wrote about how you get this person, the song you wrote about how you don't get this person. I mean, they've also, since we last discussed Russell Greer, sued America's Got Talent again, right? Uh-huh. They sued America's Got Talent, or Russell sued America's Got Talent because, uh, listeners, if you're not up to news on the Russell thing, Russell's had a very long dream, like his mission, like his nerd, like like the village mission is to fuck Celebrity <laughs> Poon, right? So his one of his first avenues of trying to get Celebrity Poon was to get on <laughs> America's Got Talent, mm-hmm. which is uh, a game show. So his talent is playing the piano, and but he's got a really, like, his cranial nerve is fucked up and missing, so he can't really sing. And he's also not very good at playing the piano either. He just kind of mashes the key. He can play a few notes, but even I, with no musical inclination, can recognize, oh, this is like three different chords you're playing over and over again. This isn't like a song. So he... His whole thing was, I'm going to get on America's Got Talent because Heidi Klum, he wrote a song about Heidi Klum, of course, because her celebrity puss was off the chain in uh, 2012 or whatever he started this endeavor. So Russell has this fucked up idea in his head that like when celebrities go on PR tours and people ask them, like they don't do this so much anymore, but they used to ask celebrities like, who's your perfect guy? And they'd say something like, I need somebody who's smart and funny. Russell thinks that's a contract. So he is obviously, so Heidi Klum said something about like, we want inspirational people on America's Got Talent. Russell's like, okay, I'm inspirational because my face is melted and I wrote this song. So he applied and America's Got Talent was like, "Mm, not for us. And he's like, well, you're, this is a violation of the Americans with Disabilities Act. So he sued them for the right to play his song in front of Heidi Klum because his argument was that it's discrimination and only Heidi Klum can decide if he's fuckable or not. Like, it's really discriminatory of the America's Got Talent producers to decide if Russell is fuckable or not. Okay. Which is what America's Got Talent is for. It's a dating game show for Heidi Klum, who is married to Seal. I feel like listeners know that I'm pretty disgusted by this conversation. I just want to let you know, if uh, you talk about this for 35 more seconds, then it contractually will become your birth episode no so you might want to so other topics you're ta- you're talking about doing a whole higurashi explainer what were some of the other yeah. things you were talking about i'm thinking about doing an entire higurashi explainer like from the i haven't seen anybody do that but uh the 
what's it called? The Procrastinators podcast used to do this thing where they would all get in a house together and just ramble at one another <laughs> for like three hours about their hyperfixations. So my hyperfixation for a while has been not recently, but in the past couple of years has been Higurashi, which has like the dumbest and most convoluted storyline of anything you've ever heard in your life. So I'm thinking I'm going to get just a big whiteboard and like PCP podcast style be like, this is Keiji. This is Satoko. These are our main characters right here. They go back in time because they don't want to take the SATs and then kill each other. I know that they spend a lot of time killing each other to make sure that their friendship never ends. Yeah, so you know what, listeners, maybe you can pitch some ideas for Rancho's birthday episode. Like, um, because it's, this is still in, is it fair to say it's still in flux? You're still kind of weighing out your options. It's up in the air. Yeah, all right, well, it's a little bit up in the air, but that, but that's definitely coming up. And look, Let's get the elephant in the room, out of the room right now. It's been a month since there's been an episode. It's completely my fault and not, it's a little bit random. It's 99% my fault. I've been very sad and upset and depressed and stuff. And so it's been hard for me to like get in front of the microphone and be funny. And then Rancho is also very lazy. So like when I'm like too sad to record, she's like, oh, this is perfect. Now we don't got to work. Is that fair exactly. to say? Like, oh, yeah. I'm like a parasite. I'm like a parasite that will latch on to any reason that I can throw in front. It's like, it's like imagine like a moving bus coming towards me. I'm like, oh, well, I'm fuck. I'm too lazy to get out of the way of this bus. So I'm going to grab something and throw it at the bus. So that gets hit <laughs> instead of me. <laughs> yeah, my depression has been her human shield against, against writing 40 pages about Higurashi lore. But we are going to try to get back on track. You know, I'm, I'm really glad we're recording today. One of the reasons that we are recording today is because the topic is more exciting to me than I am depressed. In like a cage fight between the two of them, the topic won. And that is my recent crippling Sportsbook gambling addiction. This is so fucking funny. Here's what happened, okay? I don't know anything about sports, and I don't think I need to go. I feel like you get that, listeners. I feel like I don't need to prove that, like, I don't know what a point spread is. I don't know how many points a field goal is. I don't know the difference between like a, a penalty kick and a penalty shot. I, I think a penalty doesn't exist. I think there's a penalty shot and then there's like a not. I can't even name the things I don't know about sports is how much I don't know about sports. But a long time ago, me and Rancho went to a casino in Connecticut. They had a Draft Kings Bar and Grill. So I, and I went in there and I was like, oh my God, I'm on vacation. This is the perfect time to finally live out my lifelong dream of gambling money on professional wrestling. Did they let you do that at the casino? The thing is, it's like they're in some states and with some sports books, you're allowed to bet on professional wrestling, which is like betting on like who's going to live or die in the Sopranos finale. It's like, what do you mean? You're like betting on like written media. Like this like wrestling has like staffs of like 14 writers. There's a sheet backstage that says who's gonna win and who's gonna lose. In fact, they had to like 
put caps on the amount of money you could gamble on professional wrestling in certain states because the wrestlers were clearly just betting $10,000 on the results that they all got emailed that morning. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, if I was a wrestler, I would, like, mix it up. I would, If I was going to go out, I would mix it up with, like, the guy backstage and be like, hey, I know I'm slated to win, but I bet... $20,000 on you, and this is going to be the last time I see Vince McMahon, so we're going to throw this. Okay? Yeah, of course you would. Why wouldn't you? You'd be a... Fu- and it's completely legal. It's completely <laughs> legal to do so, because why would you gamble on a script? That would be like gambling on if there's going to be an atomic bomb in Oppenheimer. There's probably going to be an atomic bomb, and Barbie's probably going to win at the Barbie movie. Odds. Oppenheimer. Uh, odds. A presence of an atomic Atomic Bob, Oppenheimer, 99 to 1, Barbie, 2 to 1. Okay, see, and actually it's the opposite. It's the opposite. That's one yes. of the I learned of, it would be odds of an atomic bomb in Oppenheimer, negative 99,999. And that implies that the atomic bomb is more likely to appear? That a bet of $100 would net you point oh 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 nine cents. Nice. I've learned, as you can tell, listeners, I've learned a thing or two about gambling in my month-long gambling obsession. And I will teach you how to win money at gambling. You keep listening to this episode. This is the one time ever you could listen to a podcast and literally make money. You just stay tuned, listeners. But anyway, so I get to the, I, I sign up for DraftKings. I go over to the computer. I type in WWE. I'm like, hmm, it's not here. I type in wrestling. I type in World Wrestling Entertainment. All Elite Wrestling. You can't gamble on wrestling in Connecticut. Damn it. You can't gamble on it in New York. I'm v- I VPNed into New Jersey. You can't gamble on it in New Jersey. Because if you could, I was going to just hop on the path train and fucking go over there and bet $100 on Cody Rhodes to win at WrestleMania. And of course, I would have lost that hundo, but still. <laughs> and so, I was, so the moment I realized I couldn't bet on wrestling, I was like, fuck this and fuck gambling and fuck you. Months go by. I get an email from DraftKings the other day, and it's like, if you bet $5 right now, Asteris Coconos, we'll give you $150 in free bets. Oh, my God. And you get to keep the money? Yes. From the free bet? From it's the, not just like bar- Monopoly money? No. You have to bet the it's like It's you know, it's like casino money. Like You have to bet it. And if you win, you keep the profit. And if you lose, you really didn't lose it. You lost $5. But like... It's kind of like the shotgun approach to trying to kill someone where it's like, if you throw enough pellets out there, you're probably going to at least hit the target. And I was like, five will get me 150. I literally can't lose. And I didn't because you'd have to be be the unluckiest person in the world to somehow lose. So, boom, I make 112 real-life dollars. Oh, my God, congratulations. That's the first time anybody's ever won on a gambling app. It was amazing. I won, like, $112. I just bet on, like, I just bet on all the safest uh, choices. I looked at a bunch of baseball games, and it was, like, New York Mets, negative 500 to win. So, like, a bet of $20 would get me, like, $4. It's like, yeah, all right. And I was like, Cubs, negative 200 to win. So a bet of $20 gives me $10. And I'm betting, I'm betting, I'm betting, and I'm rolling the bets back up, rolling the bets back up. And then, like, I, so I, I walk out of there with like $115. And I go to myself, I wonder if other sports books have these similar, like, introductory offers. 
You'll never guess, but they all do, listeners. They all do. This is brilliant. You figured out how to like drain money out of that. This is like a consistent, as long as you don't get carried away, which is I think what they're hoping that you'll do and start putting real people money in the account. Yes. Now, I have made about $650 across 10 different sports books uh, oh in, the past, in the past month. I've lost $0. Now, the, but what Rancher said is what they're trying to do. What they're trying to do, it's, it's almost as if these casinos have all the money in the world for the customer acquisition cost, and they're just trying to, like, trigger your addiction. It's like if they roll, like, a natural 20 on D&D, you become addicted to gambling, and, like, the next thing you know, you're, like, taking a picture of, like, the title to your car. Like, so, so they can, like, give you, like, 20 DraftKings dollars, and you could put that on the Eagles to cover the spread. And again... I don't know what that is. And then you're crying. Next thing you know, you're crying over the uh, great wealth slot machine. Yes. Yeah. Next thing you know, you're the Alan slot machine is dancing in your face and you're punching it and crying. <laughs> and like you're, you're all upset. So the thing is like, so I go to all the sports books. I go to DraftKings, FanDuel, BetRivers, WinBet, PointsBet, Caesars Sportsbook, BetMGM. Then... I run out of casinos and I start going to horse racing. <laughs> Resorts World Bet, DRF Bets, the FanDuel's Racing App Bet, DK Horse. I find every one of these introductory offers and promo codes and doubling this and doubling that. And the thing is, like, one of the ways they can get you is with the fine print. But as Rancho knows... I, for some reason, get off on reading fine print? <laughs> Is it true or false, Rancho? Oh, no, it's true. Yeah, it's weird. I like, I really like reading these, like, little rules and, like, these little gotchas and things like that. So I'm reading the fine print for this, uh, for this one casino called Bet Rivers. And they say, like, bet $100. And if you lose, we'll give you $100 to bet. Now, here's the terms and conditions. What you can't do is bet $100 on the Yankees to win and then bet $100 on the Yankees to lose, meaning that you've risked absolutely nothing with the bet. They're that like, was my first thought. That was literally my first thought is, did you like bet for and against a single team? Yes, of course that's what I did because I read the fine print and I said to myself, I wouldn't have even considered doing that. That's a great fucking idea. And I did it. And I lost. And I won. And so I, I washed out with zero. They gave me the $100. And I spun that into $175 fucking dollars. Oh, well, my God. Congratulations. Well, $75. Like uh, the 100 plus the private. The private was, was $75. My phone spit out $75. And again, I'm the kind of person that would very easily get addicted to gambling if... I liked sports, which I don't. The other day, I bet $50 on there to be nine or more corners in the USA versus Vietnam Women's World Cup game. Rancho, <laughs> what are corners? Uh, this is soccer? Yes, this is soccer. Is a corner when you kick the ball out of bounds and somebody has to stand and throw it back in with their hands? I don't know. I don't even I know why I asked you. Guessing. I don't know. I assume there were four corners in soccer, the four corners of the soccer field. But no, I, I was like, God damn it. 
one more fucking quarter and I win all this goddamn, I lost all the money. It didn't matter. I was betting with fake bonus money, but still, it's the principle of the thing. No corners. There were no corners. There were only four corners on the field. Damn it. I thought there was going to be eight. We need, I needed nine to win. There were only eight. At the end of the game, they had eight corners. I needed nine quarters. One more lousy corner. I'm not super concerned about like getting addicted to gambling because again, it's like, it seems like a lot of work to figure out like if the Yankees are good or not. I've at this point probably made like 30 or 40 bets this month. I haven't watched a single minute of sports at all. <laughs> like I, I don't care. I just keep asking Google like what's the score? What's the score? What's the score? We'll be watching like Trailer Park Boys and I'm figuring this out. But I got into trouble at one point and I did gamble and lose about 40 of my real dollars. Rancher, did you know that it's possible to bet on live games of Wheel of Fortune. Oh, wait, excuse me? Yes. Uh, FanDuel introduced this game, this like new app called like FanDuel Playmakers. Let me pull it up. It's called, yeah, it's called FanDuel Faceoff, where you play someone else in Tetris for $20. Or oh like, my God. Yes, Rancho, yes. That shit is unironically dangerous because I went through a phase when I was in college with a similar app from an Indonesian gambling website that allowed you to bet on games of Bejeweled. What? Are you serious? <laughs> yes. Bet crypto? Bet like, how, how the hell are you betting? PayPal? Yeah, like, bet real money. Yeah, oh PayPal. My oh my You can use God. PayPal to put money down and then play a versus game of Bejeweled and bet on the outcome. Oh my God, I lost so much money on Bejeweled. Uh, my Bejeweled skills are apparently not as good as I thought they were. I'm sure whoever was on the other end was botting, but there's no way I could tell because they're in Indonesia. Yeah, look, I'm sure that whoever was on the other end of all those Wheel of Fortune games I lost with botting too. There must be some sort of like Wheel of Fortune AI where like you show it a picture of the puzzle and it knows what it is or something like I was on a seven game wheel of fortune winning streak because it's very clear that whatever like copywriter has come up with the wheel of fortune puzzles is like a gen x boomer like me one of the answers was darkwing duck darkwing duck listeners darkwing duck I put in darkwing duck and I won three dollars do you know who Darkwing Duck is, Rancho? Of course I don't know. Fuck no, I don't. When there's trouble, you call DW? You know, Goslin's uh, uh, legal guardian? Lockpad McQuack's friend, Darkwing Duck? He has a gas gun? The guy that fought the liquidator, Darkwing Duck? The, Somebody from, the positive version of Negaduck. Somebody from FanDuel bets is going to listen to this, and then you're going to open your app one day, the answers are going to be like, Dixie D'Amelio? Like, specifically target, like, Gen Z shit specifically for you to trip you up and stop your winning streak? Yeah, well, listen, look, my winning streak stopped pretty cold. Because, look, I started out playing 60-cent games. Winning, 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 winning. Then I'm like, okay, $3 games. Winning, winning. I got... I got a little high on my own supply. I started playing $20 games of Wheel of Fortune. $20 games of Wheel of Fortune, listeners. And um, the, the answer to the puzzle was the phrase fill in the blanks and i was like you motherfucker like whatever like whatever you, that, 
That's exactly the kind of thing I would submit to my creative director as a joke for what the Wheel of Fortune puzzle should be. It's like, God damn it. So I fucking, I fucked myself somehow with this. On the road, home improvement. No! <laughs> I gotta figure that out. No! Oh my God. no one knows more about home improvement than me. I'm your biggest fan. Stop. Why would you do this to me? So that was my, what I did was like, I wrote down, I had a huge list. I, I made a Google doc of every bet I made, every deposit, every withdrawal. I made $332 from the Win Casino, $337 from DraftKings. I made $452.65 from DRF, a.k.a. Daily Raising Form. Gambled and lost $26 on FanDuel Faceoff. It's, that's, that's my crypt. I had to delete, I had to delete the app. Uh, the, the oh, Wheel you of deleted Fortune. the app? I had to delete that's the Wheel of Fortune idea. betting app. Because what they do is they'll be like, yeah, here's a couple of free dollars. You want to come back and play some more Wheel of Fortune stairs? Oh, you want to play the free games? There's nothing wrong with hitting a few free games, is it? You're so good at Wheel of Fortune, Asterios. You're winning all of these free games. Wouldn't it be great if these free games had a little do-re-me in it for you? Why not make a deposit? God damn it. I know you're being satirical, but I, you're making me want to play Wheel of Fortune. My siren song? My satirical siren song luring you back into the arms of gambling? Your satire is as sharp as your copywriting skills are. You accurately gave the key, the key messages about the fucking Wheel of Fortune gambling game. I can't turn it off. No, she's too fucking, she's too fucking damn good. Yes, yeah, so no, I had to, I had to fucking delete that. So listeners, uh, again, here's how you, uh, it's very simple how you win money at the, at the gambling. It's called arbitrage betting. It's when you find a way to bet both sides of a game so that no matter what happens, you win. Now, of course, that works with free money. Like if they've given you like 250 fan dual bucks, you know, you bet 125 on the Yankees to win, 125 on the Yankees to lose. You get whatever wins, you get that in real money, you immediately withdraw it. Like if you engage in enough arbitrage betting, you will get banned from these sports books, which is a good thing because you don't want to get addicted to gambling. Yeah, it's like getting banned from driving after drinking and driving too much. Right. It's a good thing. It's like, no, this makes sense. No, you should probably hang on to these keys. <laughs> uh, the second way, though, is with boosts. And this it's very insidious, Rancho, the boosts. Every morning, FanDuel, like, this, this, this is what happened this morning. FanDuel was like, hey, I'll give you a 100% profit boost on any major league baseball game if you bet today. So I went to FanDuel and I found uh, it was uh, like the Cubs game. The Cubs game had like a negative uh, 120, which means if you bet $100, you win $80. And I boosted it so that it was a plus 166. And then I went to another betting app and I bet on the Cubs to lose. And so like that's a way you can kind of get around getting uh, blacklisted from these sports books is to like bet against each other but in different casinos uh, you understand what i'm saying rancho i know exactly what you're saying and yeah if you can if you get like an about even amount from each like uh service that gives you free money that would be a really good way to drain them yes no no it, it absolutely works like 
in order to stop them from going bankrupt, they put limits. Like when you use these boosts or something, it's like maximum bet $50, maximum bet $25, maximum bet $10. But like the other day, I made like $7.20 that I didn't have before on a sporting game I really didn't care about. And then like it just it goes right to my friggin' bank account. Like it's withdrawn. A lot of them, they can withdraw to Venmo and things like that. And like, uh, yeah, no, it's a lot of fun. Rancho, do you think this is a terrible, terrible idea for me, someone with an addictive personality, to begin sports betting? I'm feeling hopeful because you don't like sport. Like you said, I think if you could bet on professional wrestling, you would be so fucked. Yeah, no. you would, that's where all your time and money would go. You would just sit there and like try to plan out. Like You'd sit on these forums that you're on being like strategizing about whose career is going to go up or in the toilet next. Uh, I These bets are very insidious. And the reason why I think these bets are so insidious is because, or like the boost, is because it fucks with the game and the nature of the game in a way that I don't think is very good. Like, it's not as direct as the example I'm about to give, but when we went to the casino, there were a bunch of slot machines that were like, one penny's the minimum, but if you play with two pennies, you have an increased chance of hitting the jackpot. It's like, you're already messing with, like, the nature of the game. Like, you're willing to do things that I don't think are very good for someone that's supposed to be in charge of the betting. So I'm going to avoid you, because you're, you're fucking with things that are not to be fucked with. I know exactly what you're saying. It's like... They always, they have like these fun symbols like a lightning bolt or like a, a big green thumbs up. Like they make these booths look like power-ups in a goddamn video game. There's this other, uh, speaking of video games, like the only good use of NFTs I've ever seen is on DraftKings. DraftKings one day they were like, hey, we're going to give you a pack of cards for the PGA Tour. I was like, okay, all right, whatever. So I open it up, and it's like, oh, my God, Rory McIlroy. Oh, all these fucking golfers. And what they did is they made, like, all these, like, kind of playing cards, like if you're playing Magic the Gathering, but out of real golfers and, like, real football players. And they, they're each linked to an NFT on the Polygon chain. So you can, like, sell these cards if you want on the marketplace, or you can, like, burn them and then get tokens and then craft the cards you want and then what you do is like you make a hand of these five cards and then you see who wins like like recently there was a thing called like the Barbasol Open apparently like Barbasol shaving cream sponsors a fucking golf a four day golf tournament in Ireland and I was like come on come on uh, Kevin McGowan come on I'm, I'm like like I'm like I got a fucking Phil McDonald rookie card over here and so the thing is like as the golfers do better in the tournament your cards become more powerful and you're playing against other people to win real money and I was like wow they made NFTs good. I didn't think that was possible. That's so interesting. I know that there was something like that with soccer. There's like a company called So Rare or So Rare. I don't know exactly how it's pronounced, but it's basically exactly what you're describing. Like it's NFTs, but they're professional soccer players and you have to like make a team and then you can compete against other people. Can you imagine how like we should we can't have that with American football. It's like, oh fuck, a whole hand of Miami Dolphins. I'm so fucked. Oh no, with American football, it's it's a huge. It's clear that DraftKings makes a lot of money on American football, but now that it's like not football season, they're like, I don't know, golf. 
Can we get people addicted to golf? And it's like, yes, they can. They did to me. I mean, I'm not addicted. But you'll bet on anything. It's so fun. Betting on stuff is so fun. I want to start betting more in our real life. I'm listening. Give me an example. I'm listening. Like, we've seen a weird number of car accidents on the Long Island Expressway. And next time we get on the Long Island Expressway, we could be like, hey, are we going to see an accident here? I give that a negative one to two that means very likely accident right i mean like that's that that's a thing called prop bets that you they can do where it's like what color hat is the pitcher gonna wear or like is the pitcher gonna be wearing like any funky rings there's a thing where it's like is the final score in this baseball game gonna be odd or even which is kind of just a coin toss you know what i mean it's like it's like they're finding ways for your bet like how many commercials will be in this game like weird stuff because people like they're bored of betting on who's gonna win or who's gonna lose so they gotta bet on like the length of a dude's mustache oh man we should have prop betting but aimed at women like is is jasmine gonna smack gino tonight a 90 day fiance the bets are negative <laughs> one hundred thousand. <laughs> Is Jasmine going to demand more money and then talk about her ex's dick when he says no? The odds are negative two billion to one. I mean, that is, remember, that's how they got women into fantasy football because they started doing like fantasy The Bachelorette drafts. Oh, man, that's such a good idea. I, with the, there should be an organized thing for that. There should be organized, like, Real Housewives betting. No, I completely agree. We should be able to bet on anything all the time. We, like, our phones are already little tiny casinos. We should be able to bet on, like, how many adorable babies we see on the street. Like, we should be able to bet on games of punch buggy. We should be able to bet on everything the day we die. I'm trying to think of shows that I could win bets on. Let me think. Please. If I were to bet on, what do I know well enough that I could bet on it and win? Well, definitely 90 Day Fiance is a big of one. Of course. My 600 pound life. I would bet on my 600 pound <laughs> life. Like by the end of the episode, does this person have their house in order? I would be able to tell. It, by the end of the episode, how many pounds has this person lost or gained? The over-under yes. on their weight. Exactly, yes. Okay, no. You should fucking definitely do that. Look, uh, we're going to go to break in a second, but like, you want to hear about Sin City? Insid- so there's this new app in New York called Prize Picks. I could bet on League of Legends games. In fact, I'm going to bet on one right now. Rancho, do you think... Broken Blade will get more or less than 10 kills on maps one through three of G2 versus XL. Does it say who he mains? Let me click on him. No, it gives no information, but he has a bowl cut and glasses. He looks out of all the people I'm here, Han Sama, Caps, Yikes. There's a person here named Uzi. Out of all the people I'm seeing, he looks like the biggest incel. Pick the fattest one. Whoever the fattest one is, that means that he's not wasting time with things like walking away from his computer. Okay, all right. Well, you know what? To find the fattest ones, I'm going to have to unfortunately go to Counter-Strike Go. And yes, okay, (laughs) here we go. Binox. Will Binox get 36 kills? I'm going to say yes. And I'm going to bet $20. And listener, next time. And by the way, I'll forget next time. So I don't even know. Just ignore that I'm about to say this. Next time you'll find out whether or not Binox made more or less than 36 kills. I will forget. We have to stop prop. We have to stop problems. We're going to follow up on things. Here come 36 kills and here comes a salad. (laughs) (laughs) Nox. 
<laughs> um, yeah. All right. Oh, and then just finally, yeah. Pri- and listeners, I would start with prize picks. Prize picks is it's a thing where like if you deposit a hundred dollars, they'll give you a hundred dollars. And what you do in prize picks is you bet whether or not a player will hit an over or an under. So, for example, I'm going to go to League of Legends again. (laughs) Will Wayward hit more or less than six kills? So what you do is you say, Wayward's going to hit six kills, and his teammate Tian will hit six kills. And then you bet $25 on that. You go, Wayward will hit six kills. Tian won't hit six kills. $25 on that. Wayward won't, Tian will... 25, Wayward won't, Tian won't, 25. At the end of the day, they're going to send you $75 no matter what, because if you get both picks right, you triple your bet. So you deposit $200, make these bets, withdraw $150, and delete your account. I just made you $150. You're welcome, Asterios. You got to get out, though, before they realize what you're doing. Otherwise, like the real casino, you get escorted into into the wall and then you have to face it. Yes. Like in the real casino, if you're too good, they will kick you out. It's the one time in your life, listener, that you'll be too good at gambling. Because one time in your life, you'll be too good at anything. You've literally rigged it so you can't lose. Arbitrage betting. Boomers do it. You should, too. And I don't know. Look. If you want a bunch of, like, promo codes or something, you can DM me. But, like, what, you know, just Google, like, prize picks promo code, DraftKings promo code. And you put in the code when you make your deposit, and it'll give you free money. Rancher, did I just make, like, a bunch of our listeners addicted to gambling and homeless? Well, the good news is all of our listeners are kids and can't sign up for a DraftKings oh, account. thank fucking God. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Steal your mom's credit card, listeners. Come on, you can do it with permission. <laughs> arbitrage betting for the win. Let's do it. Get your parents. That's arbitrage. Get your parents' permission, listeners. We'll be right back after this with more of the Loudest Podcast. So the Barbie movie came out recently, Asterios. Did you see that thing? Nathan Masry had his little little meetup, his little his what? little friend, his little play date. What? No, I don't know. What? So Nathan posted, what? Nathan Masry, of course, we're talking about. Yes. Posted in his, like, Discord, whatever the Instagram version of Discord channels is that they have now. Oh, right. Discord would, Instagram broadcast or something. Yeah, Instagram broadcast is a great new feature where you can just scream into the void like an admin-only channel on Discord to your to your fans. Yes. So Nathan went to the Barbie movie, and in his little Discord channel, he was like, hey, if you want to see the Barbie movie with me and sign autographs, <laughs> then I'll be at uh, this location. I guess a few people did show up, which is kind of lit. One girl brought him a drawing of him and Garfield, and it's a really, really good drawing, but the caption, he took a picture of it and put it up, and the caption is so fucking sus. Hang on, let me read it to you. Okay. Oh, my God. The talented at Toad Type, who is, the uh, I assume, the person that drew and handed him the picture. So much love at Cineplex. I have many drawings and paintings from fans who handed them to me at Garfield Eats Restaurant, and I used to hang them. Too bad the orange suit was auctioned. I am amazed by talented young fans, especially from the LGBTQ community. Mm-hmm. I love everyone, and we must tolerate each other more as there is kindness and love in every 
every person. I love people, and people love drawing me. Love me, feed me, don't leave me. I sure as shit hope this person told you they were gay, Nathan. I sure as fuck hope you are not making some kind of assumption based on their haircut. I was thinking the exact same thing. They were like, this person's got blue hair. That means they're gay. Like, there's no other way. You can see this poor young lady handing it, and she she looks like somebody who would post on Tumblr. Okay, yeah, that I mean could that mean in anything. the most respectful way possible. Yeah. I mean that in the most respect, like she has a short haircut and she's wearing a very distinct outfit. I post on Tumblr. I'm an ally. I'm not part of the alpha. I don't know. Is A in the, is ally in there? I'm not part of the alphabet soup. But I, I look. You guys are cool. We got to bring Tumblr back, man. There needs to be a place where kids can just, like, scream bad takes at each other. Like, there needs to be. We got rid of Tumblr after they got rid of all the porn or got rid of the porn. It's just gotten so bad because it's like when people talk about, hey, if we could get rid of one state, what would you do with Florida? It's like, no, you can't get rid of Florida because Florida is like the cess trap of the drain. Yes. It's like the hair trap of the country. Like, if you get rid of Florida, it's going to be like that day that they f- banned r slash fat people hate from Reddit and every single thread in every other. It's like when you smash a spider egg and all the baby spiders just scatter in different directions. Like, there were people, like, talking about fat-ass whales on, like, r slash news and that's not where those discussions belong they belong in their own silo look i downloaded tumblr a couple of weeks ago uh i don't know because a bunch of people were posting they were like hey if twitter goes down uh you know follow me here on tumblr and i was like i i I do want to follow some of these artists on tumblr tumblr's actually kind of nice now like there's like a live chatting feature you can do a thing where like for five dollars you can like boost your favorite like fan artists art so like it, it gets like seen by more people. It's called like flaming it or engulfing it or I don't know. Something about fire, like firing it up. I know for you, there was like a moment in Tumblr where it was your whole life. But for me, as like an outsider, like just, it seems fun now. I mean, Tumblr. Yeah, Tumblr used to be really, really good. But Tumblr, we need Tumblr so everybody can just like cause the glory of Tumblr and the glory of Wattpad and the glory of LiveJournal was that you could just post the most insane asinine shit under like the name fart poop toilet 420 and no one would ever be able to like Gen Zers and boomers share this weird trait that I don't see with Gen Xers and millennials which is they are willing to go on the internet under their whole ass government <laughs> name and start saying the most out of pocket fucking shit about anything it's like you need to contain that you need to put that on your live journal my friend it's like the flip side of 4chan like it's an it's an anonymous space to experiment but what if we weren't experimenting with white supremacy (laughs) what if we were experimenting with thinking we were a wolf for a while like didn't you see you sent me like some tumblr screenshot that's clearly recent tumblr of uh, somebody talking about, like, ancient Greek autism? Oh, yeah, somebody was like, hey, do you guys think that maybe autism... This is exactly what I'm talking about, by the way. Somebody, I saw somebody post on Tumblr, hey, do you guys think that autistic people don't like eye contact because it's a leftover trait from the Medusa era? <laughs> <laughs> and somebody just reblogged it with the word, no, I don't think that. Thank you for your ask. Now, listen, I know there wasn't a real Medusa, 
But what if there was a real Medusa? It's like, you're kind of, you know, it's like when people say like, why is the earth round, but our shoes are flat? And it's like, I know you're wrong, but that is a compelling point you're making. Right. Like that's a thought that needs to stay on Tumblr and not go on TikTok <laughs> with your name under it. Yeah. And you're, and you're like full ass video. I mean, all these kids who like lose their scholarships because they go on TikTok and they say slurs. If they went on Tumblr and they tie and they drew like a kitty cat saying those slurs, we don't know who that is. You might still be able to go to FSU. Exactly. Like Live Journal was another great dumping ground for psychosis. Yes. I don't oh. know if you remember Live Journal, but listener, it used to be like everybody had a diary and you could yeah. read everybody's diary on the internet. It was so great. You kids are never gonna experience the er- the glory of early internet before SEO websites just obliterated everything. You know, it's like, it's weird. You can go back and read like Mark Zuckerberg's live journal. Like one of my favorite wrestlers, CM Punk. It's like, he's 19 or 20. You can like, his live journal is still up because it would take a lot of effort to like find the login and take it down. So like these like internet relics are still up. But kind of speaking of like these alternative services, I think I figured out why threads is not going to work. And as you can see, now we're full circling because we started with Twitter and now we're full circling back. I think the reason Threads is not going to work, it's so simple. People aren't getting enough hearts. Oh, yeah. No, you need those dopamine hits. If you're not, if you're just screaming into the ether, that's what killed Gab, right? I mean, that's what kills all these things where it's just like, look, if I'm not getting enough heart, if I'm not getting hearts, then I think I did a bad job. And if I think I did a bad job... I'm going to leave. You know, Threads tried to do this thing where they were like, all your Instagram followers will immediately follow you. And it's like, I got, I don't know, like 6,000 Instagram followers or something. It's like I post a tweet, gets a bunch of hearts and stuff. Is a robot making those hearts happen? Yeah, probably. But I see that I'm like, good job, Asterios. Post the same thing on Thread. No hearts. I don't like it. Bad job, Zuck. You made me feel bad about myself, Zuck. That's the only reason I think Threads is going to fail, Zuck. Why do you think Threads will prosper? I think Threads will prosper because uh, based on nothing, I saw somebody tweet this. My source saw somebody tweet this. (laughs) So I heard that Twitter is going to start paying people by number of impressions per tweet, which means we are going to enter a new era of dog shit content. If that if that happens, like, oh my God, it's going to be BuzzFeed all over again. You remember when BuzzFeed first came out and all of their articles were something like, this crazy ingredient is what keeps Chrissy Teigen's skin. It's going to be like that when you had to click it and then scroll through 40 like native ads to get to the word cantaloupe or whatever. It's going to be like that again. Okay. Well, first off, I thought the ingredient was DMing other models to kill themselves. I, I guess not. But fucking Musk said that like seven months ago. <laughs> He was like, he was like, if you subscribe to Twitter Blue, I will pay you every time somebody responds to your comment or whatever. You know, they were talking about like, if you make a tweet that blows up, you'll get a chunk of the ad revenue that served against that tweet. Bad news. There is no ad revenue being served against that tweet. I am getting so many fucking ads for gold and dick pills that were not on Twitter before. 
Rancher, you're probably seeing all these the same ads, right? For like dick pills or like pumps that like make your dick work better. <laughs> pumps that make your day. Is that the type of advertisements you're saying? It's weird. I don't see any ads on Twitter. Maybe it's because I just have ad block in gray. I have a download into my brain. Like I have a chip in my brain that also has ad block in it. But no, I can't remember what ads I'm seeing on Twitter. I remember him throwing a shit fit when... Uh, Apple pulled their marketing or something. So I've been wondering who was advertising on Twitter. It's dick pills, you tell me? Yeah, Apple pulled their money and then Elon Musk accused him of being anti-free speech, which is like a weird, it's weird. It's like, yeah, they just don't want to run ads on your thing anymore. I, I That has nothing to do with, but I don't know. The thing I like is that Amazon was like, no, we'll buy more Twitter. <laughs> so like, I'm just like, every time I open the thing, it's just not non-stop just and it's weird stuff it's like do you want to buy a garden hose do you want to buy a pizza cutter do you want to buy a weird lamp like it's clear that these ads know nothing about me it's just like here's one of the 12 million things we have on amazon i guess if you have amazon money it's like fuck it why not just like with the casino it's like yeah fuck it here's 150 dollars go nuts doesn't that kind of feel good, though? Like, don't you feel like you won something when the targeted advertisement misses by, like, two feet? I fucking, I love it because I use VPN a lot. Whenever I see an ad that's, like, in German, I'm like, ha, 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 ha. better luck next time, Google AdSense. I have no idea what the fuck you're advertising. My recent thing is I've been doing my Duolingo like next to the Google Home. Yes. So now it's randomly started serving me ads for cars and spirits. Like, uh, nice try, fucker. I can't understand anything you're saying yet. Yeah, my favorite is like when we're watching Hulu, it'll give us like an ad for Carfax in American and then in English, sorry. <laughs> in English and then all of a sudden it'll show us the same exact commercial with the same exact actors where the guy will be like Miro Alas Carfax and it's like the Carfax from Carfax sounds like Ricardo Montalban all of a sudden it's like you motherfuckers swing in a mix now bring me back my family guy I'm trying to watch the same episode family guy I've seen 15 times Hulu sometimes I'll be watching TV with my friend from the uh, Dominican Republic and she'll we'll get ads in Spanish and she'll comment like wow the Spanish in this commercial sounds so bad it sounds like they just had a white guy like pronounce the lines phonetically and I wonder if they do that in other countries like if you go to china they'll be saying like if we listen to chinese commercials in english we could be like oh my god that sounds terrible yeah they probably just like put out a casting hall for like a bilingual voiceover artist and a guy was like yeah i yeah i speak spanish yeah yeah i also speak spanish and it's like the advertising executives who are like me idiots they're like sounds good enough to me put it out put it on hulu I imagine it sounds like to us when you connect your Bluetooth device, whatever it says to you. What does yours say? My headphones, my Bluetooth headphones say, please charging the device. My Bluetooth device will be like, your Bluetooth device is connected gainfully. Gainfully? It'll, <laughs> it'll be like, it'll be, it'll be like, your Bluetooth device, 100% happy. And I'm like, this sounds great. Look, you're happy. I'm happy. Bluetooth headphones that I bought on AliExpress. Prosperous Bluetooth connection has been achieved. Who, goodbye. Who doesn't? Oh, yeah. When it says goodbye to you, it does say goodbye when you turn it off. Goodbye. Asian voiceover actors speaking in English. 
<laughs> I love how polite they are when I turn off my headphones. And it's been very polite of you listeners to listen to this entire episode of the Loudest Podcast. We will be back next week with adventures of our recent move. We are now living in the country. We built a little studio. We built a little gym. And we've got a lot to tell you. We'll be back eventually with Rancho's birthday. Also, eventually we'll tell you the story of how Rancho and I got addicted to craps. There's yes. so much to say. There's so much to tell you about. On the, well, now we know what the pass line is and we're constantly betting the field. We're betting the pass line. And the do not pass line. Yeah, exactly. We're the other day we're in front of a crap table. Rancho puts a ten dollar chip just on the word "come." We yeah, won twenty dollars. We, we don't know how we won twenty dollars, but the come line paid off. Uh, you leave us a voicemail. You send us an email. Just get in touch with us. I'm feeling dizzy. I drink a lot of coffee. I gotta go. We'll talk to you next time. Bye. Bye.